Hi, my name is Shirley Bilson, and I'm your host for the Revelation podcast. This podcast is about reinvention, courageous goal setting, and inclusive thinking for results. It's a mix of personal journey, reinvention stories, strategies, and exploring the critical role of what goes on between your ears, taking a conscious look at unconscious thinking. Always remember, if you jump in deep enough, you don't have time to be scared. Good morning, podcast listeners. Today, uh, I'm going to talk about something called parts. And there's a thing called parts therapy, and this is a version of that. Don't worry, we're not going to dive deep into something uh, therapeutic, but just something that's come to mind quite recently uh, for myself and I thought oh that's interesting I, I want to share that with you and so this is something that I did in my training as a hypnotherapist as I say it it's, relates to a thing called parts therapy and I'm not going to dive deep but this particular version of parts therapy and I'll explain what I mean in a minute is by a guy called Terence Watts who currently does something called brain work recursive therapy if you wanted to look him up and the parts there's a book he wrote called warriors nomads and settlers and in simple terms it, he describes he's looking at this human psyche and there's lots and lots of theories around this about how we all have different parts of our psyche and people connect it to all kinds of things and he relates it to primitive uh, living where there were three in his in his view three core personality types that existed one was the warrior or he's coined the term warrior that person would be the one that took the big decisions about where you were going to make an encampment you know uh, where it was safe you know they they would be the people that make those great big decisions about ah this is where we'll set up our our settlement kind of thing and and then the settler was the type of person who would be or could be relied on to make sure that the fabric of the community stuck together and that things happened that would sustain that community so they would be the farmers they would be the people that made sure people were fed and looked, took care of the animals and you know those kinds of people the fabric of society and then the nomads would be the kind of people that sustained people in not just a physical way, but in, you know, they'd be like the artists of our world, the artists, the musicians, the storytellers who, you know, knitted together something that's, if you like, uniquely human, I suppose, in terms of providing some kind of alternative form of entertainment. So rather than just you know, putting together houses, farming, eating, these people created something additional that the human psyche seems to need. So the premise of this is that each and every one of us has all of those parts within us. You know, what he describes is in the modern psyche, we all have an element of those. We're not uniquely settler type of person we're not uniquely a warrior kind of person you know the head of a company or this is what we're doing we're not uniquely 
a nomadic creative artist, we all have elements of each. And for some of us, we will be stronger in one area than another, but it doesn't mean we don't have the other parts. And the reason this came to mind recently, I, I used to, I'm not expert in this in any way, even when I learned it, there was always a part, a part of me, interesting, that slightly struggled with the whole, oh, really, you know, and I would use it occasionally, very occasionally, partly, you know, if you're not a wholly taken, if you don't consume something completely, you don't really take it on board, you're never going to be completely expert in it because because you're not all in with it. And I was kind of like that. And I just can't, oh, yeah. You know, watching Terence Watts, I worked with him once or, or rather attended a workshop that he ran. Watching him do it was, was something special. You know, he created it. He was expert in it. And I thought, well, if I could do it like that, I'd probably use it all the time. But I couldn't, so I didn't. But from time to time, I'd work with clients and we'd, you know, we'd be doing all right, but there would be just some sticking points. And I and I would sometimes think, you know, when you get to that, mm, I've kind of tried most of the tools in my box, but there's still something that's not quite happening here. And and I thought, you know, let's try parts there. Let's try this parts thing. And it was the only occasion. So I'm the kind of hypnotherapist that if you've never experienced hypnotherapy and maybe you've seen it on TV, you know, you see hypnotherapists and they, they do something magical and then often the person starts talking from this trance-like state, which usually is kind of utter nonsense in my view. But the way I practice normally is that the person doesn't have to talk at all. We do all the talking first, then they get to close their eyes, relax, chill. Okay, you've done your bit, now I'll do mine. And I'll use what they've given me to create a hypnotherapeutic session for them. But with, with this, using these parts, that's a very different type of session. And in that kind of session, it would be, and I would always say to them, look, this is going to be different. This is not what we normally do. You are going to be talking to me. So while you're in your hypnotherapeutic trance-like state, I'm going to be asking you to imagine things. I'm going to be asking you to talk to me. And so what, and even though I'm, I'm doing this, obviously I'm maintaining this kind of confident air. There's a part of me that thinks, is this going to work? <laughs> For any of my clients thinking, really? Is that what you were thinking? Yeah. So, so I'd explain to them what I've just explained to you, what the warriors, the nomads, the settlers are. And how, you know, we each have elements of them, but sometimes they get out of balance. So even though, you know, we might feel stronger in one area, we need the three parts to be in balance. In other words, you know, we want them working together. We want those parts, even if we're stronger with the creative nomad than we are with the logical, structured warrior, we need them, they don't need to be in balance as in all of the same level of skill, you know, I won't be as good at this as I am at that, but working together towards the same end. And what can happen when we get out of alignment with, with these parts of ourselves is we end up feeling 
all kinds of things you know anything that's related to feeling mentally unwell you know anxious confused struggling with OCD struggling with confidence struggling with all kinds of things can this can play a very powerful part as I say I always used to use it as my last resort kind of tool and I always used to find it fascinating that even though I'm thinking does this really work and I'd I'd get people to relax and and they're talking to me in a normal way so they're not ever in the in the trance like state they're just talking to me they've got their eyes closed and I've done a little bit of relaxation kind of stuff getting them into a, a gently hypnotic trance and then and then I would say to them okay so imagine for example you know imagine you're in a, a lovely room and you're very relaxed and and you invite one of these parts into the room and I would say to them so which one which one comes in first and they would say whichever it was and and then I'd ask them things like you know what does what does this settler nomad warrior whatever look like and sometimes they'd be quite detailed and uh and then I might, you know, sometimes I say, do they have a name? Often not, but they would be quite clear about what they looked like, maybe what they were wearing, but most of all, what they behaved like, which was really important for me. I used to go, well, you know, where do they stand in them? Do they stand? Do they sit? Uh, and then, and then, who else comes in? And how do they, how do they interact with one another? How do they feel about one another? And you'd get some really fascinating insights about, you know, oh, my settlers just come in and. And it's really timid and it's sitting in the corner and, and my warrior's just come in and he's strutting around and really intimidating the settler. And, and you'd get these kinds of stories. And, you know, my nobody coming in is dressed like a harlequin and, and a clown or whatever. And, and you'd also get differences. I'm, I'm using the word his, but you would get sometimes it would be a woman sometimes it would be a man and that wouldn't necessarily be relevant to the fact that i'm talking to a man or a woman the parts that they experience they would experience as either male or female and sometimes neither so why am i telling you this now because the other day i was meditating you know i meditate every day and I don't have a consistent consistent way of meditating. So I'm trained to do transcendental meditation. And sometimes I do exactly that. And sometimes I kind of, as you might imagine, if you've known me a little while, I go a little bit freestyle. And I just do, do things that feel right for me in that moment. And in this particular meditation, I was thinking about, about self because one of the, the ways that we can feel out of sorts with life, you know, menopause is one of those times when we feel we can feel really out of sorts with life, that we're desperately turning and churning and looking for solutions, looking for ways to feel better, looking for answers, looking for support, looking for something. And what I was trying to do was, even though I, I feel like I've come through that menopause thing, there it's still good to be mindful and, and reflect and I was thinking about self because self is the one thing that we kind of forget we that's the part of us that, that will never leave that has never left has never gone anywhere has never deserted us has been our consistent 
crutch, support, whatever, and will always be with us. No, no matter where we go, no matter what place makes us feel whole and complete, no matter what person external to us makes us feel incredible, what I was focusing on was all of that is is kind of smoke and mirrors because and I was just trying to center and, and remind myself of how important it is to resource and go, do you know what? I've got this resource within me and, and when or when the chips are down, when when I'm on my own, I suppose my mother having died recently perhaps makes that more meaningful you know when the chips are down because there may be some point in life where you are completely on your own and rather than flailing around as we often do as human beings looking for something outside of us to make us feel better you know what what substance can i take what person can i be with what place can i go to of just you know that's the whole point of meditation of just centering and going what do i have in here that could sustain me even more so that was where my thinking was with the meditation and you can tell the thing i love about meditation is i just spent ages just explaining this thing but you don't have to do that your thoughts inside your feelings work at a much faster rate than you can ever express when you're trying to explain it or or have logical thoughts and that's what i love about it so I just tried to give you a window using my logical explanation, which, as you know, is kind of here and there and everywhere. So I'm thinking this, I'm centering on myself. And what springs to mind is this warrior settler's name as not in the way it just kind of sprung in. And I can't remember exactly how, but what came up first with this, this sense of I subsequently, you know, began to realize, oh, I think this might be my settler, a really angelic being, which which surprised me. I mean, this I thought, oh, no, you're just imagining some angel thing. And no, 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 this is my settler. And it was a she and she was blonde and willowy, long hair, and very ethereal, you know, white clothing, but not bright white, just kind of that translucent glowing. I mean, really angelic. And I felt like her name was Angel. I felt like maybe she was an angel, but I thought, oh, no, you're my settler. She was very strong, but in that beautiful quiet, which is why the angel idea is really strong to, to understand her, whatever you might understand of angels. Uh, because what then happened was I thought, oh, this is my settler. And I thought, because remember, I'm focusing on, on me, my resources, my inner self, who I take with me wherever I go. And whether I consciously thought, oh, what about my warrior? Or or just unconsciously allowed the warrior in. So suddenly there's this really quite destructive energy just rolls in. It's like it's not a person. It's not anything. It's just like this ball of consuming, angry fire, just trying to eat everything with fire. And what, and you'd think, oh my goodness, that's that's really scary. That's really out of control. I should run and hide. But here's the thing. So my settler, my angel settler, she didn't do any of those things. She was just remained really calm and strong and powerful. 
in a non-aggressive way, you know, just that Mother Teresa kind of to the core. And what happened was the ball of fire that I realised was my warrior began to just, it's like, oh, I don't have to do that anymore. And it stopped being this, I've got to burn everything. And it, it kind of came to a different place. And what happened was it kind of became like the cowardly lion on the Wizard of Oz. I thought, oh, how interesting. Because I would never, ever, ever have seen myself as strong in settler content. Because settlers are doers. They're the people that you rely on. Like, come hell or high water, rain or shine, they're the people you can rely on to just get things done. No fuss, no drama, just get it done. I thought, wow, I have a really strong settler. I hadn't. Who knew? And my warrior, who I would have thought was stronger, was was this all or nothing? Like, ah, oh, I've got to eat everything up. Or oh, just the cowardly line. I actually didn't have a lot of strength, really. And I understood, I suddenly understood these parts in a way I never had when I'd worked with clients who often had very weak settlers, you know, timid, overpowered by their warriors who were dominant and bullying. And, and we had to work to strengthen their settler, to gain confidence of their settler, to calm the warrior down, to stop feeling like it had to crush the settler, to work together to understand how that settler, like the warrior could not be a warrior without the settler because there's no point going, let's build the settlement here, no one there to build it. Like that's a bit futile. So, you know, that's how I'd always experienced it with my clients, interestingly. But for myself, I suddenly thought, oh, wow, my settler is holding my warrior together. It's like going, there, there, it's okay. You'll be all right. We can do this. Like, my settler was where the warrior was going, oh, okay. Like, this strong person has to be, oh, I've got to be strong, but actually wasn't strong at all. Um, and my nomad, I've been working on that since because I realised, oh, that's interesting. My nomad didn't really appear very much, was just happy, kind of, ah, I just do that fun stuff. Um, so since then, I've been thinking about it and working on it. But it, um, it's not something you can easily do. But it, I thought it would be useful to share this, if only to enable you to think about, and I know if you're in the middle of menopause and meltdown, thinking about anything is really difficult. But if you can take the advice that I've shared in other episodes of, of giving yourself a gift of even a five minute, just close your eyes. It doesn't have to be proper, proper in inverted commas meditation. Just close your eyes, give yourself five minutes, set a timer, shut the door, banish everybody and everything. Turn off all the notifications. Don't allow anything to disturb you. Put your phone on airplane mode, whatever, set a timer, close your eyes, give yourself that. And maybe just contemplate the different parts of you and where maybe you might not be giving yourself um, credit, I guess, is one way of, of thinking, are there parts of myself that I'm not really valuing or appreciating that I, I'm kind of neglecting? You know, maybe if you could think of it in those terms of the no nomad. So I subsequently thought about my nomad more and I realised my nomad is the part of me it, that yes it could be creative and, and and it plays that role 
but also the part that that says to my my warrior and my settler come on guys we need to do some exercise we need to do we need to lighten up a bit here let's let's go and do something and chill because you'll be more productive when we've done this and you know can keep me light can keep me from going oh it's, oh, it's so serious no it's okay <laughs> let's just chill for a while we'll be fine so i'm purposely remaining focused on these three parts and thinking oh how can i bring these into balance and and get them to work together so that i can be my strongest resource because i'm when the chips are down that's all i've got is me and that's all you've got is you and that when you first think that that can be a really scary thing like oh no no i can't just be me i need like we touching onto other things to give us that strength and just starting you know my journey out of menopausal crisis was that whole meditation thing that was that whole letting go of going oh i can't do this i just can't do this so if you start there you know remember some of this stuff i'm sharing with you is really quite advanced this is down the line once you've found a place of calm you can start some of these slightly deeper uh processes or you could do what i did with my clients which is going okay i've got so far but I'm, i still i'm stuck and maybe this kind of approach this process could be something that you can just ponder don't overwork it you know just take it where it seems like it wants to go if this has no value or meaning to you fine it doesn't matter it may in the future just as it has for me i don't think it would but it suddenly has got oh actually that's really helpful and these episodes are always here these podcasts are always here as a resource for you so if it's not right now it might be right in the future uh don't you know the one thing i would say is don't put pressure on yourself to do any of this stuff if you're in the midst of overwhelming crisis and low energy and or just do what i said earlier do the revert always revert if you ever get stuck in anything always revert just close your eyes do that start with five minutes because you'll be able to do that when you get confident with it and you, you trust yourself to do it you can do it for longer but always go back to that and then regain some sense of balance and then you can start with other things okay i hope this is helpful as ever uh share widely on your social media to anyone you think will be helpful and join us over on the new group that i'm now i've now created on facebook so it's an actual group crisis to freedom in fact, that's not what it's called it's called it's called menopause freedom god i don't even know the name of my own group menopause freedom go over there engage connect whatever stage you're at in your own menopause join in because if you're at a stage where you're feeling stronger you can help others if you're at a stage where you're feeling completely on the floor you can engage and go oh maybe there's light at the end of the tunnel feel supported so check that out and i'll catch you again tomorrow bye for now mm -hmm.